Welcome to the DAP Project. This is Rhonda. And I'm Aaron. Hey, DAP Project family. We're talking today with Lyle Herbert and his ace, Winfred Thomas. I know Lyle through one of my aces, his wife, Brandon. She and I are in Wine Club together. And through Lyle and Brandon, I met Winfred. Over the years, we've had really deep conversations, and we knew these two would be fascinating guests. But they totally and completely exceeded our expectations. From Winfred riffing on his uncle to Lyle talking truth about giving DAP in the halls of power, this was such a fantastic talk. You can really feel the deep friendship between these guys that goes back to like 90-something, high school at least. Aaron, what were your thoughts from this conversation? What really resonated with you? Well, Rhonda, you know I'm a Southern dude, and this conversation really felt like sitting at the barbershop back home in Texas or in some Southern city. Um, It was great to see the dynamic between Lyle and Winfred, um, they're very different, but you can tell that the, you know they're like the yin and yang. So just to see that dynamic and hear their conversation, it just brought life to me, and I appreciated it so much. So we laughed and talked for two hours, and this is just part one. Let's do it. Sure, sure. Uh, official welcome, uh, Lyle Winfred, uh, to that project. Uh, Winfred, I think we may have met at one Easter celebration, or maybe not. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, place, but uh, good to good to have you join us. Uh, that project, um, the idea uh, has been had been swimming around in Rhonda's mind for a while, and she decided to introduce it to me back in November over lunch. Um, we tend to get together every now and then, every few months to talk about education as we both work in that sector. Uh, and so on one of those random lunches, uh, instead of talking about education, she said, I want to do a project to dig into debt. And so uh, what we hear each time we have these conversations is that guys don't talk about it before. They've never had a conversation about debt prior to the one that we're about to have. And first of all, before we, before, we get, before we get started, yes. I mean, is this like G, PG, PG-13, R? I just ah, need to know. Um, Good question. Don't say nothing that you don't want other people to hear. Oh, uh, okay. All right. I, I, I told you, Aaron. Didn't I tell you? I told you. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so, 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 so don't say anything that you don't want, that you don't mind other people hearing you say. Well, yeah, I would say I want you to be free and open. And if if you say something, you're like, yo, I don't want anybody to, to hear that. Then, of course, you know, yo, we, we edit it out or we, we won't put it on the website or we won't, you know, whatever that, that goes. Our main point of, of recording is we want to really explore this conversation 
and DAP is simply a tool for communication. So we're, we're uh, just exploring that, that tool. But when you ask what, how is it rated, I would say in general, we've probably been in C-17. And maybe a while for my kids to see this, but okay. Yeah, right. so I, I just want to know. I don't know if y'all are. Well, well, conversation well, definitely got colorful. For the, for, the rec, for the record, my son's 21, so. <laughs> there we go. That's what we want. That's what we want. Um, well, I don't know if you guys know, but I met Lyle in high school. And um, in regards to, like, dapping each other up, um, you know, it's just one of those things where I found wherever or whatever's happening um, around where you are, that's kind of like the dap that is standard. Like, I can remember, like, Lyle and I, like, clasping each other and pulling each other in or whatever, and that being the standard and that being enough. And I remember um, finishing high school going away to college to Alabama State and coming back home like Christmas and I I picked up a snap (laughs) (laughs) and like and I remember like the the guys like back home in Norfolk like picking up the snap and that was something that I know I didn't create I picked that up from um, guys from Atlanta who didn't necessarily draw you in it was just you just you know said something. All right, and, and we won't get into any rivalries, but I did go to Alabama A&M University. Uh, for <laughs> but we won't get into any rivalries. Passive aggressiveness right there. <laughs> has not crossed my mind until this until 10 seconds ago with, with that snap. That snap I got from a dude from Atlanta. Yeah. That's the first time I witnessed a snap uh, when, I, when I moved into a different dorm and, and met some new roommates and... And I, wow, okay, but but continue. So y'all met in high school. That's when y'all first met in Norfolk. Yeah, Lyle and I met in high school. And I, I know, um, and Lyle, you can, I, I don't remember any extreme intricate things um, in oh, regards yeah. to dapping each other up. I mean, nah. you know, like you, nah. you see the, go ahead, Lyle. Yeah, I mean, cats now, man. I be watching cats dap each other up now and I'm like, I mean, do y'all, do y'all have to do a rehearsal before y'all do this on public? I mean, like, especially, like, when you watch, like, the NBA and stuff. I mean, yeah. it's, it's it's funny. And, you know, I got a son. We watched an NBA game. And he'd be like, Dad, we need to come up with a handshake. And I'd be like, do we? Do we really got to gotta do all that? I mean, what's wrong with the the regular, you know, wavy dap? Just clap, bring right. it up, snap, or whatever. Um do you think that I mean when I when I think of that kind of depth, I think of LeBron James and how he, he seems to know everybody's depth from all of his teammates. He has a, mm-hmm. a unique depth with everybody. Who before him or was it before him was getting all intricate like that? Or where what do you think? Well, I mean, so it's funny because I was I was listening to um I guess it was like the first the first episode when I guess Rhonda was your your folks. And and I really started like really thinking about it. And then I remember like like me and like Fred and I, I mean, like, like I said, we met each other like '91, mm-hmm. and um, and so we went through like all these sort of, I don't know, like these, you know, we all watched mafia movies kind of together. We all experienced like you know, the whole Wu Tang, you know, together. And so, riding these ways, and I think I don't know how it happened, 
I'm sure Fred has a much better uh, sense of uh, recall, yeah, better memory recall than I do, but we really got into black exploitation movies. And I think it was like one year, I swear to God, we watched like all of them. <laughs> and, and I was thinking about that and I was like, I mean, cats, even back in the 60s and 70s had very, you know, just to me, extra, you know, type of daps, all that on the backside and you know, just, what are y'all doing? Okay. I mean, so, I you know, it's funny because, you know, you know everything, it just kind of comes back full circle. Mm-hmm. And so I know I felt like we were like maybe on that the bottom end of that, that sine wave where it became more simplistic. Now I feel like it's back to that, you know, being like ultra extra and stuff and stuff now. So I don't, you know, I think now it seems like with social media, I mean, I've mm-hmm. like just seen stuff and people practicing from all different ethnicities and now women, you know, kind of, I've seen all, all this stuff and it's easy to, to kind of put it like to say, like LeBron, you see it with him just because he's such a superstar. So he's, he lives under like a, a microscope. So anything he, he does, I mean, it sort of gets amplified, right. you know, but I mean, I don't know where it started, but it's just hard for me to believe that he started it. I mean, I just, it's, I, I can't buy that yeah. at all. And, and even now, I mean, like, I will say as Fred and I have gotten older, our depth has sort of changed. Now it's not even really a depth. It's like a one tap with the hand yeah. and like a it's hug. Def- it's, it's definitely get in, get out. <laughs> yeah, and it's, and it's like, but it's like, a, it's almost like a, it's like a hug. And that's, it was, and so I don't even know where that, where that came from, but like, I, I mean, it's just something that we, we pretty much all do, but I mean, I only do that to like, with certain, I mean, it's, it's only like, like even my main man up here, Nick, I don't even dap him up like that. It's really like a, like a Fred Berto, like really, really close family members type of, type of dap. So. Take us back so, yeah. to the early days of dap when you were first exposed to it. If you saw um, older guys doing it. I have this picture of my nephew who is who just turned two. And my older nephew, who's like 40-something, is holding him. He's seeing my brother. They're dapping it up. And my two-year-old nephew is watching my whole thing. So I imagine that at some point in my very young nephew's life, he is going to begin to give that because he's seeing it around his older relatives. So... I, I had to be honest. Those moments. I had to be, I don't, I actually don't remember. I can recall the first time I saw, I'll just, let's, I'll call it a handshake, not so much of a dap, you, you know, that really was like, what? And this is, I'm not sure if this is like the origin of it, but um, when I watched a lot of the cats, um, the Greek cats are Greek, and each one of them have like a, like a unique greeting, the cues, the, you know, the kappas. And I think I was at a church down in Florida. And I just remember watching them kind of greet each other. They, you know, it was all close, hands together, doing something, whispering something to each other's ears. But it's what it looked like as a child. Um, you know, I remember seeing that. But the first time I remember, like, that, I remember it was like my uncle who lived with us for a little while. And he was, was probably like, the cool. Huh? What was his name? Uh, Norman. Well, his name is Eugene, but he goes by Norman, Uncle Norman. And, um, I have an Uncle Norman and I have a cousin Eugene. 
Yeah, and so he is he's kinda of, I would say he's probably kinda of like a playboy out of like my father's brothers. Um and he was he always every time he would see you, he would be like, was hat and captain. And he would always like dab you up or at least stick his hand out for like a high five or something. And I would say that's probably the first time I think I actually remember it. Um, but yeah, I don't, I guess, I mean, ask me to pinpoint like when the, when I noticed the dab is like me trying to like pinpoint like the first time like I saw my foot. I mean, I just, I don't, I don't know how I could. I, I, I'm telling you, I, I don't know it's if funny, I can. That's I funny, but you, right? Because, I mean, when I, in doing this project, I've been racking my brain since November. It's like, as we try to come up with questions, we got to ask. And we ask that question to everybody, like, when was the first time you remember giving death? And I can't, I don't know. Go ahead. Just for, the, just for the record, it's always the cool-ass uncle. <laughs> it's, 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 like, Lyle's, Lyle's was his Uncle Eugene's. Mine was my Uncle Anderson. It, Not, it was it, Sylvester it, for me. It's my uncle Sylvester. Yeah, it's always the cool ass uncle. <laughs> so tell us about your uncle. Winfrey. Apparently, uncles have two names because we called him Uncle Anderson. His real name was Felton. So, <laughs> <laughs> he's from. Uh, he was from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and he, he lived with us. And um, and I just remember like cool Uncle Anderson being like, you know, give me five, and it was as simple as. Mm-hmm. He's also he's also the first person I distinctly remember saying nigga. I remember that because I remember the first time I said it and my parents were like, where'd you get that from? And I was like, Uncle Anderson said it. And he, he promptly moved out soon after that. <laughs> but, um, I mean, Uncle Anderson was like, give me five, Junie. And, and it was just, it was just a simple clap. It was nothing more than that. Um, but I, I, I distinctly remember like just being this tall, cool dude and just throwing his hand up, give me five. And knowing you know, you know what that meant, you know, put it in his palm and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then how did that then show up in your friend groups when you were younger? What we've heard a lot is that in junior high, that's when guys really started to to practice either a dap or a secret handshake. And a lot of that, um, that exchange is about asserting yourself as cool, asserting yourself as part of the in-crowd. My brother-in-law uh, told this really interesting story about how when guys from his neighborhood went to the local junior high school where you had kids from all over, they had a handshake that indicated with, this is, we're from 8th Street, I think. We're from, I think he grew up in, in Brightwood. He's like, we're from Brightwood. This is the, the DAC that we get from Brightwood because we're all in this together. So when you guys were then going to school, do you remember at any point um, given that to show that this is your crew, that you're, you're repping your neighborhood? Did it show up like that? Um, well, I grew up in Norfolk and um just the neighborhood that I grew up in, it, it wasn't a lot of people from my neighborhood, so we didn't have an official handshake, um, you know, sh- short of like just, you know, playing sports growing up, basketball or whatever, and just whatever you did on the court. Um, you know, I breezed through high school, you know, knowing Roberto and Lyle, and, you know, it's just, um, 
just slapping fives with them was more than enough. It honestly, for me, I didn't get into intricate handshakes until I got to college. Mm-hmm. And in college, because if you think about it, like being from Norfolk, um, you know, you're in the city, you you know who you know, you, you dap up who you dap up. But when you go to college, you had this cross section of not people, if you're lucky, somebody's from southeastern Virginia, but you meet cats from Cali and Chicago and Milwaukee and Detroit. And I mentioned those because those in particular, because those were cats who I met who also had a gang influence. Mm-hmm. And with the gang influence, not only do you get the dap, you get the linking of the fingers. And I personally have never been affiliated with gangs, but I went to college with guys who were, and you watch them, and next thing you know, you ain't gone from, hey, what's up, to rocking <laughs> up to the point where you ain't got so good at it, you on the yard minding your business, and somebody like, hey, bro, did I catch you throwing? And I was like, trust me, playboy, I wasn't. <laughs> but not, you know? And, 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 and if I'm lying, I'm dying. Um, you know, these things stay with you to the point where, like, I'm in education and you find yourself with a kid and a, a kid will leave your school and they will come back to you and y'all have this thing and y'all pity-patting and doing all of this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I know for a fact that goes back to Note Dog from Detroit. <laughs> 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 and, and and like I said, I wouldn't have picked that up short of me going to Alabama State and meeting these guys who bring things from all across yeah. the country that that seep in to like my everyday life or coming back to Norfolk or or, or talking to Lyle and Roberto and them at like what is that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got to admit, like, middle, so first of all, I grew up, uh, by the time I was in middle school, I was, uh, middle school, I was uh, still in Central Florida, um, and I was in actually a pretty predominantly white area, um, went to a black church, um, but went to school in a, lived in a white, pretty much a white neighborhood in a, in a white school, and so that wasn't a, I mean, just, it was just different, you know, there. I mean, even if they did do it, and I'm sure they did, it was just like, nah, cat, I ain't, I'm not, not about, I'm not about to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. But mostly through sports, I played mostly basketball up until um, like the eighth grade. And we always had like a, like a team sort of handshake um, that we kind of took around. But it was, again, still nothing like it is now. Um, so I think, but I know we kind of experimented with it. Like, do we want to tap hands twice before we actually do you want, when you pull it, you pull away, do you want to like make your fingers pop and make a snapping sound and, you know, like stuff like that. But, um, and then Fred's right. Like in Norfolk, I mean, it was, it was like just a regular, just what I would think of as a, just a regular dab, nothing more than that. But college, he is right. College, I actually, my first year, my roommate was um, from Fort Wayne, Indiana, and he was in a gang. I'm not sure if he was a vice lord or a gangster disciple. And he basically taught me this 
this dap one day when he was in there high. Um, and I mean, I learned it, but I was like, I don't feel comfortable doing this to anybody, <laughs> with everybody, because I don't know, nobody thinking I'm a part of this life. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, but I mean, definitely at, in, uh, in Norfolk State, um, you had a lot of cats from the tri-state area who, to me, tri-state is just like, I think, quintessential, like extra, like in everything that they do, is that everything is real showy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so definitely saw a lot of that stuff, but I mean, even, but even when I would greet them, um, or they would greet me, like their dap that they did kind of remain with them. It didn't kind of cross over, like to me, and, and, and vice versa. If it was like a certain dap that I did, it it's almost kind of weird. It's like 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 I was saying, like the way I dap up Winfred and Roberto mm-hmm. is much different than the way I would dap up like somebody like around here. Mm-hmm. And some people don't even get a dap from me. Just, <laughs> I mean, okay, just okay, okay, okay. So we're going to take that apart. So the dap that you give Winfred and Berta, I don't know who the Berto person is. Bert, so I just, 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 just clarification. He's like this. the third person? He's the third, yeah. Okay, I got it. Okay. So the dap that you give, those two is different from other folks. Okay, tell us a little bit for, about for, that. I'll say for me it is. I mean, Winfred, uh-huh. um, Winfred and Berto, they, they definitely have a lot more tentacles and friendships than I do. I, I like a very tight circle. So when shit goes down, I know who, to, who I need to go talk to. I don't, I don't like trying to figure out. How often, how does, how often does the shit go down like, like honestly? <laughs> I mean, you, just know, hey, look, you, just not, you just never know. <laughs> you never know, man. How does the shit go down? Know. Oh, it be going down. It be going down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, you just, uh, we, Winfred and Berto and I have known each other for a long time. And I know I've definitely violated violated some some mail codes you know here and there um on the way but it's it's much easier for me to be able to like i know some of like three people who i've told this so it's got to be one of them and then i'll go and play inspect the gadget and go confront them if they're not going you know feel comfortable you know talking about but i'm just that's just me i like a tight i like i like a tight circle we're afraid and roberto like bigger circles but that's just that's just me um <laughs> So, okay, so, so get it back to the dap. The dap that you yeah, get yeah, yeah, so, different so, than okay, so it, break that down for us. It's a like I don't know, like because even before we did the whole hug type of thing, mm-hmm. um, it was still like a kind of bring the shoulders in. Mm-hmm. And it's like some people, it's just like I call it like my circle of comfort. Like I don't like people like and it's really kind of the circle of comfort. You know, probably this is probably me being extra, but it's like however far bad breath sort of travels. So I try to keep people like outside of that. You know, right. it's just just this just that's just me. I just I got a thing against like you know shitty breath. Yeah. And so um, so some, if I don't know someone and you know they dap and you'll see them trying to come in and then you just have to get the rigid arm like nah, bro, it's, it's fine. We're, we're, we're fine right here. We're fine right here. I don't think what Lyle is describing is uncommon within um, of black men in general, because um, I think um, plenty of times, I'm sure, um, Aaron, you've seen like, you know, a guy approach you and you know him, but you don't, mm-hmm. you'll just hit him, let me get the camera right, you just hit him with this right here, you, you hit him <laughs> off in the past, yeah, no. like you good, you good right there. You <laughs> you Right. So, so you haven't totally dissed them, you know. You connect yeah. the skin, but you didn't bring them in because I mean, you just don't know them. That's not y'all relationship or whatever. 
you know, right. so you can just hit them with the fist bump or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, niggas be knowing. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I'm not trying to be funny. And, and, and you know what I'm saying. I, I know exactly what you're saying. But they be knowing. Because like, yeah. like, I don't think I'm offending Lyell when I say I'm a way more friendlier guy than Lyell is. <laughs> so in saying that, people feel like I'm way more approachable than Lyell is. So they feel a comfort level where they'll see like like when Lyle comes home, they'll see him and be like, well, there's L and you know, they may salute him or give him a wave where they see me and they'll be like, oh, that's good old Winfred or whoever. And you know, they'll come and try to mix it all the way in or whatever. And I may not feel that way about you, even though I'm a friendly guy. So, so it is just this as opposed to, because like Lyle said, I can hit you with the bro shoulder and I haven't even locked you all the way in like, like, right. like you're my family for real and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, do you think all that's necessary? That what Winfred, Winfred is describing? I, it's a. It's funny because I've, I've tried to explain this to. I've tried to explain this to women in the past, where, like, I tell. I've tried to tell like female friends of mine in the past, or classmates, or colleagues. Like, I think I don't even think men realize this, but I think within the first couple of seconds of a man kind of like seeing another man they they size him up mm-hmm. and it's this it's 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 really quick and it's like could i beat his ass or not and if i can't am i fast enough to kind of get off the x or or it seems like this dude right here can like He'll tear a mud hole in me, so let me just go ahead and just try to be this cat's friend. I mean, I just think, man, just, I just think, I think when, because I mean, and you know it, because I mean, we've all seen it. I mean, I mean, around to be truthful, I think women do it as well. I mean, there's certain women that you've seen where you're just like, you know what? I'm just going to kind of keep a little distance from her because mm-hmm. it just seemed like if it pops off, I may not be able to handle myself against this woman. And I, I think people do that. I, I hate when people, me personally, it's like a pet peeve and people are like, I don't think like that. You you just ain't been in the right situation. Growing up in Norfolk, mm-hmm. um, and I don't think Norfolk is like like Detroit or to be truthful, like DC back in the day. Mm-hmm. But it was enough where you needed to understand, like, okay, like that's that's such and such. So you kind of got a reputation. So if he comes in for some reason, I've seen it happen to Winfred where like, he might have played football with some cat, like, you know, back in elementary. Now he's, like, he's, he's slanging. And when Fred, but he knows Fred. He's like, hey, Fred, what's up? Fred is going to get that guy down. And you ain't going to sit up and, like, Let, let's just keep, keep your distance. That, that's, that's, that's foolish, you know, because you realize, like, this is, like, I just don't want any type of problem, so let me just count it. But if it's just, like, like a regular person, it's just, I don't know, it's just, like, yeah. Some people, some people you feel comfortable. It, it, I look at it like this, right? There, there's some people that you would invite in your house, and some people you wouldn't, right? For whatever reason, or whatever your your little standard is, or who you let into your, you know, mm-hmm. into your personal sphere. Like my social media is like I got an open one and a private one. The private one, everybody's like, I don't care, and I got a list of people who keep asking to be invited. Decline. It's just like I just no. I just I don't need you knowing that like about me. I don't need you that close to my body. I don't need you getting this special handshake for me because like that handshake sort of means something. And 
you know, it's a bond that me and that person, I mean, these group of people have, and it's, and it's almost kind of like sacred amongst, amongst us. Very similar to, I would say, kind of like how the Greek, um, you know, fraternities are. I, I just see it. I've always looked at it that way. Yeah. And, and I'll say this, just that, and I'm not offended when, if I see somebody give that person dap a certain way, and then he daps me, and I get it, I get this, 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 this uh, alternate sort of dap. I, that doesn't, that doesn't bother me at all, because I do the same exact thing. Right. What's interesting is that none of this was spoken. It's all exchanged and interpreted, and that's what makes the gesture so nuanced. Is that you pick it up just through these social cues, whether you're gauging, can you protect yourself if uh, attacked or if, you know, if it popped off, how would it go down? But then also you're gauging how intimate do I want to be with you? And how I'm going to tell you that. the word intimate. Can you yeah, intimate? Intimate. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, let's, let's talk about intimacy. Let's talk about I, I, I just think <laughs> it's interesting what Lyle mentioned in, um, Fundamental intimacy because I think about Lyle saying how you know it's, it's determined on how close you want somebody, and it just brought me in the mind of being in the barbershop and how you can walk in the barbershop, a guy be in the chair, he hops out of the chair, he knows the three next dudes that's up, he dap them up, dap them up, dap them up. You're the fourth guy, and it would just make sense that the guy would just dap you up, even though he doesn't know you. He's not dapping you up. He doesn't know you. He's leaving you stinking. And you know what? You get it. You get it. Yeah, you it's like, yo, I'm not part of this clique. I don't get none of that dap. Yeah. But when, when my dogs come, I'm going to leave that fourth guy stinking too. I don't know you. You're not in the clique. And it's all good. It's all good. Let's take it into like a professional context. Yeah, I was going to ask, do you... Like in, when you're in a business setting or work setting, uh, work meeting, and I don't know what what the makeup is of your colleagues. If it's if it's mostly black, mostly white folks, half white, half black, please share. But um, do you feel DAP is appropriate in in your work settings? I'll let you go first, Jim. Okay. Well, I'm in education, hmm. and and are you um, specifically in a school setting in the classroom? Tell us um, a little bit about where. Okay. Well, I'm. Well, in regards to it, it, in regards to my colleagues, I mean education, and education is still primarily a, a woman-driven field. I'm not dapping up Miss Dollison. I'm just not. Um, but there are, like, in my building, we we do have like six to um, seven men in the building, um, and it really depends on the relationship. There's two guys who I work with who literally have been into my home, I've broken bread with, and I do dap them up. And there's other guys in the building absolutely have no problem with. I don't know them outside of the building. They're definitely getting the fist bump. Now, in regards to the students, if you have pay attention on social media, you'll see the, the guy, the teacher, who greets the kids at the door, mm -hmm. and he has 30 different handshakes for 30 different kids, and he's all over Ellen. I don't care nothing about that. All that <laughs> seems like to me is a waste of time. I could have been in class teaching. Right. I don't, I don't, I, that's not me. You, I'm here to get you in these fractions. I'm not doing 30 different handshakes with you. You want that? 
go to Mr. So-and-so. Mm-hmm. I'm your teacher. I'm not your dog. Um, <laughs> there's now I talked about a student earlier who I do share that with. That's a particular student who I worked with. She had an issue with confidence. She needed that, and we still do it to that day. That's specific to that particular student. In regards to the general course of my students every day, I don't dap them up, um, but it does have a place. Um, sometimes um, there's a colleague of mine, Mr. Richardson, um, and, the, and the students understand that Mr. Richardson and I are close, and um, we will do a handshake in front of them or whatever, just to, and it's really about showing that, you know, the kids can see men that are black, that don't have an issue, that, that, that love each other and whatnot, you know? Mm. Hey, there's intimacy, Lyle. <laughs> Told you. <laughs> hey, Lyle, hey, you, you dapping your guys at your work? <laughs> yeah, take us to your setting, Lyle. Yeah. Where, can, you, can you even tell us when you work now? Because once upon yeah, a time... I can definitely tell you. I, right now, I work at Microsoft. I can definitely tell you that. Okay. Um, I, um, I work in a predominantly white environment. Um, and um, I'm definitely... I, there have been very few white men that I've come across in my life that I felt comfortable dapping up. 